I love rap music, but I'm tired of defending it. Because you got to defend rap music, man, because people always go, that's not music, that's not art, that's garbage. How can you listen to that garbage? How can you listen to that trash? And in the old days, it was easy to defend rap music. It was easy to defend it on an intellectual level. You could break it down intellectually while Grandmaster Flash was art, while Run DMC was art, while Houdini was art and music. You could break it down intellectually, okay? And I love all the rappers today, but it's hard to defend this shit. Two G's in a pod. In a pod. Culture of it. We're bringing them the culture of it. I feel it's our time. Two G's in a pod. There's nothing we can't talk about. We can cover anything. We're well versed. That's real. Two G's in a pod. The thing about me and you is, it's a respect thing. Goldfinger, my man G. What up, G? They not have two. Two G's in a pod. Anything you say once, you best be able to say it twice or don't say it. I believe that. Two G's in a pod. Good people, good people, good people. Our good people. Once again, it's the infamous Iron Glenn, and across town is who? Go figure, what up, Jake? What's going on, Big Pippin? What's going on? What it do? Glad to be back from uh, Port St. Myers. Okay, go. Florida is a different is a different animal. It's a totally different. Yeah, animal. man. Whenever you see like Florida, a Florida man in the newspaper, it, you know it's gonna be some bugged out shit. Yo, it's it's wild. But down there, I felt so normal. You felt normal. Normal in Florida. In Florida, not normal yeah. like I belong there. No, 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 no what no, does no. that mean, yo? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying it felt normal like I belong there, but it was one of those situations where that that the mask and the whole mask mandate of how they're carrying it is totally different. Yeah, the energy is a little different, and I think that when you get certain states, especially in surprisingly certain Republican states, they're not really fucking with it like that, like that. You know, the difference is so glaring when you see how they carry it in uh, Florida, which, like you just said, is a Republican state, and the way we carry it here under the rule of um, um, Domo and Don Blasio. So I switched to saying uh, Cuomo to Domo and Don Blasio. Assholes. Well, he, it seems like he's in a little bit of um, hot water. Yeah, definitely. But the Negro Domuses, we did predict that though. Yeah, he was he was fucking up from the beginning. So we, you know, it was it took it didn't take a take much for for us to know that. You know what I mean? No, no, no. But we talked about um his faux pas in in adding the sick people and sending them to the nursing homes, which basically obliterated our elderly population. Oh yeah, yeah, he definitely did that. And then he dumbed down the numbers. But the numbers were inflated because of that faux pas, allegedly. Big time, big time, big time. Yeah, but his day of reckoning is coming. And I think that he was so um, intent on getting brownie points at somebody else's demise, mainly the president's, that he just kind of like went for self. And a lot of the shit was, you know, 
the you know the weird type of things about the ventilators and all this other wild stuff. He was the only one that was really making a big deal about a lot of different shit. Technically, one didn't really know how to use them, so they weren't using them properly when they first got them. Two, majority of them they didn't even need. No, three, a majority of those joints were just sitting there. Literally sitting just, there. Just sitting there. Just sitting there, collecting dust. Yeah. You know, like, so. On, man. And, it, then, it, and, then, and then to find out that a lot of the joints with the respirators, that wasn't even technically what they, the, the, the sick people needed at that point. And that was actually going against the health of those patients. When it's all said and done, I, I think one, if they had to do it over again, it would be done totally different. Two, they're never going to admit that a lot of those deaths that happened in the hospitals could have been completely avoided. Three, they never started talking about um, the importance of being healthy and, and, and taking care of yourself and being able to fight this uh, uh, pandemic with your own immune system. Yeah, man, it's really unfortunate because we let, we let um, a lot of the pandemonium and like a lot of the hype of this pandemic get to our common sense because we were so pushing this narrative that it was just like it, the world was going to come to an end. They didn't even really use common sense to really figure this shit out. Well, and in actuality, the, the world as we knew it pretty much is. If you think about it, the world that we knew prior to all this kind of came to an end. It's not coming back. Not like we had it. I think that um, I think it will to a certain degree. I think they're going to allow certain things to happen to kind of like trick us into mm -hmm. a false sense of security. But I think the seeds have already been planted to where that fear is the tactic. It's no longer going to be terrorists going to be the boogeyman. It's well, no longer going to be that. They figured out you can't have a boogeyman that you could actually put hands on and fight. Yeah. You can't have that. So what, what's going to happen now is going to be either a virus or some type of biochemical type of situation. Or it's going to be or, or it's going to be some type of uh, thing with the food. Weather. Or the weather. Or the weather, like they did to our, our, our peeps in, uh, in Texas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fuck with their weather and shit like that. You know? And people, once again, are going to think we're insane by saying it. But it is what it is. If you well, look at it, gee, we're, we're both Sagittarius without question, uh, even though we are a lot alike, right? I was always taught that no snowflake is alike. Facts, no, and not every snowflake is different. But I'm seeing in these reports how these snowflakes are hitting the ground, they all shape the same. It's like little needle type of flakes that they have coming down in, in, in Texas. And I'm thinking to myself, where the fuck is, where they do that at? I guess in Texas. <laughs> I guess then, in Texas. Then you, have, then you have snow that don't melt. You have snow that don't melt. You have snow that when you put in the microwave, the shit starts sparking. You know? But we'll never get answers on that. We'll never get explanation on that. It is what it is. The, the, the fix is in. That we know for sure. The fix is in. Yeah, that's crazy. You know? That's crazy. So I was talking with this young dude today, right? I don't want to mention his name because, you know, he, he, he's not that important, but his age is. 
And he was talking about how, you know, all the things that's going on, he's going to get the vaccine and he wants, you know, saying these things to get back to normal. And I'm like, dude, you're 26 years old. What are you worried about? He said, well, you know, according to what the news is saying. And I was like, exactly. According to what the news is saying. If you sit there as a 26 year old, you're sitting there and you're watching the news constantly. And all you're doing is being programmed to think the way they want you to think. Well, gee, my thing is this. How do you escape it? If you're 26, you're in the middle of a social media revolution. Right. So even if you don't watch traditional TV, mm -hmm. you're watching TV by being involved with social media. That is true. Now, now we're, with, we're with, involved in social media. Right. Right. But, but I'm, what I'm saying is to take it for what it is. What I'm saying is this, if right. you know, knowing what we know, we're, we're men of a, a certain age. True. If you're 26. You haven't seen everything that we've seen. No, you have not. And that's one of the things I was trying to explain to him. I was like, yo, I've been around this earth a few more times than you have. Yeah. It's kind of hard for me now with, with dealing with certain people and to um, not be wary of how I come across to them. Because I don't want to seem like a skeptic. I don't want to seem like I'm stepping on their dreams because I've seen so much. I don't want to be a cynical. It's us being real. We've seen this before. Yeah, you're right. But I'm just saying, it's just like when when um, some people have to see it to believe it. You true. know, as bad, like as, bad said, as, that, as bad as that sounds. It's it, true. It is true. It's true. But, you know, like we've had a couple of more revolutions around the sun than, than a lot of people we talk to. That's that's indeed true, too. We've seen more things. You know, we, we and we understand bullshit when we see it. Yeah. You and, know, if we I, did, and if we did, we definitely can call back to the time where we definitely know it was bullshit. Now, oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And I, we just had the same conversation. He was talking about um, he didn't vote. He said, but if he would have voted, he said, if New York was a swing state, he said he would have voted for Trump. I was like, okay, I could dig that. I was like, do you think people that voted for Biden are having bias remorse? He's like, definitely. He done backtracked on pretty much everything that he promised. He's right. not taking care of their stolen gnomes. He right. throw that right out the window. Right. He's not letting the children out of cages. As a matter of fact, he's putting them back in it, but he's calling it something else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, He's not giving us what we promised, but he is taking care of the LBGTQ, whatever you want to call it. However, letters you want to add to it, he's taking care of them, though. You know, so all the promises that he's made to so-called us to get elected, he done backpedaled on all of them. Um, the one thing that I'm seeing that I'm starting to feel is one of those type of. Um, things to look out for is that they're trying to create this thing, this division between us and black women, that black women did their duty to get him elected. Right? And I'm going to, I'm going to ask you what I asked a few, a few of my uh, homegirls who, who, who take the credit for getting him elected. What'd you get? Show me your prize. Well, well, my real my real problem with it is going to be is that it's going to create a wedge between them and us and kind of 
make it seem like they're independent of us as far as black people. And that, that wedge has already been there. Yeah, you know, I know, but I'm just saying it. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be furthered with, with what they're trying to do, where right. they may reward them, but then it'll be a situation where you reward them. Well he ain't taking he ain't taking care of their school debt. If you want to reward them, reward them with that. Because like I said, majority of them do uh, further their college educations more than men do. So take care of their school debt. You already backtrack on that. Right. So what is he going to give them? He's going to magically have guys appear and say, here, all you single ladies, I'm going to give you all boyfriends. Ha ha, here you go. Well, you know what? There's a lot, of, there's a lot more female presence in his cabinet. And I think that a lot are of they, it, are they female? Yeah, he, he does have a lot more. He does have a lot more, lot more females. But I think that what, what's happening is, is that if he elevates them and he continues to elevate them, at some point it's going to be like, well, we got what we did and we did this and we elevated and blah 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 blah. Right. What's wrong with y'all? You know what I mean? Right. So it becomes that, and then furthers that divide of what's going on. If we continue to fall for it. Like I told the, I was telling the young dude, I asked him the same question that I had asked you and asked our people on the podcast. I was like, I first asked him the definition of insanity. And he broke it down, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I was like, cool. So we're cool. We're cool on the meaning of insanity. He was like, yes, we are. I was like, okay. Now, are the majority of Black people insane? And he didn't want to answer the question. I was like, dude, stop dancing around it. It's like, I didn't say all, I just said the majority. I was like, because we constantly do the same thing over and over again back in these Democratic parties, uh, that we, back in these Democratic people, and getting the same result. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Which is nothing. So by definition, majority of us is insane. Speaking of which, this is, um, again, Third week of Black History Month. Third week, yes, it is. Yes, it and is. of course, Black History Month is every year or every day. Every day, every day every is year. Black. Right. Um, right. I was. I came across something that um, piqued my interest, and I hadn't thought about it in this term until I saw it. Um, I saw the story of the straightening comb, and that was, of course, popularized by Madam C.J. Walker. Correct. Who, who later on became the first female millionaire. Right. Right. So um, I got to thinking, um, was the straightening comb self-care or, or self-hate? self-hate? I think it was a little bit of both. I think it was a little bit of both. Because we still have a lot of self-hate. Chicks want to get rid of their big boobs. They want to get rid of their big behinds. And people want to get big behinds. And they want to get big boobs. They want to get big lips. So everything that some of us hate about ourselves, which are some of our greatest attributes, people are trying to accumulate. My, my thinking was this. With, is it self-care or self-hate? Is this a situation where you kind of exploit yourself to better yourself? Because it seems like we have a lot of instances where, where we may be doing something, well, like how Freeway says, even though what we do is wrong, it's kind of right. 
but it's kind of wrong. It's like a double entendre. <laughs> it's, you know, it's technically correct. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. a lot of people, a lot of people, if you think, and not just, you know, just say if you sold drugs, but you sold drugs to provide. Right. You're doing something wrong for a right reason, reason. but it's still wrong. Correct. So now, that's if you sell drugs to get out, you get out and still sell drugs. Then that makes it 100% wrong. Right. But if you say like you sell drugs to to accumulate enough money to really take it legit and start your own business, which you know, Rockefellers and alcohol, you know what I'm saying, with prohibition, a lot of people with alcohol and shit like that kind of did. Feel what I'm saying? Right. They was doing something wrong because at one point alcohol was illegal. So right. they was doing something wrong. Right. You know? So, now with 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 this thing. It's not exactly wrong. She wasn't breaking any laws. No, she by wasn't doing breaking the, any laws. By doing a straightening comb, straighten comb. But my thing is, is, is it kind of wrong to possibly exploit your people even if it brings opportunity? Right. Well, some people are going to be like, well, I didn't, if I didn't exploit, exploit them, somebody else would have. Morally? Wrong, morally. With this thing right here, she she invented the straightening comb, right? And I'm pretty sure that it brought business because now it's like you got hairdressers, you got people that's doing this and doing that. It may have been primarily for a self esteem thing, but Could is it been. really is it really self esteem if you're taken away from your natural state in a way where you kind of downing yourself to bring yourself back up? That's a question for her to answer. The ironic part about this whole thing is that this is an industry that was pretty much created by a black woman off the strength of a black woman. And the inventions, stolen. inventions. No, I don't. I don't even think it was stolen, man. I think that we pretty much gave it away. We we invented a lot of things that they would quote unquote say we gave away. Well, you got to look at it like this. We were doing homemade perms and conks and stuff like that. Without question. Um, then at some point, it became, quote unquote, out of style. Right. That's something that we gave away. It's not like it didn't stop happening. Right. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think that at some points, we have to think about, well, this is an industry that we kind of walked away from. And I think that we take a lot of things for granted because we make so many things. We take it for granted. That we could just, you know, go create something else. Right. But we don't know how to exploit the things that we make. And I think that because we don't exploit the things that we make, we have a little bit more of a reverence for it. Because when it's ours and we value it, it's more touching to the soul. But when it gets exploited, then we kind of shy away from it. Well, we, we as a people has always have been an all-inclusive people. Right. Sometimes to our detriment. Right. You know, so for us to create something and, and, and us being so creative, we'll move on to something else and leave that thing behind. And we didn't really take that till its full potential. Right. And then someone else comes in and takes it to its full potential. And next thing you know, we're their customer. Right. You know, or we want to give up everything that we have 
just to go shop in their store. Yeah, th- I think that just uh, that's just one of those things that we we like you say we take for granted that we create things. You know, like shit, it's slang and all these different things that we can create right. at the drop of a hat, and we think nothing of it and mm-hmm. just move on to the next thing. But that stuff still has so much substance and so much texture to it because right. even though we don't appreciate it as it being a big, big, big thing, years and years, years later, it's still part of the language. Like, look, look at Basquiat. Basquiat was only really popular in his time for a very short time, five, six mm-hmm. years. Right. But 30 years later, his shit still has so much resonance and substance right. in an art world that still is based off of his influence. Without you know question. what I mean? Right. 100%. Yeah, so it, it just struck me as crazy because I'm thinking this is the first millionaire off of this industry and to think that we don't have that many um, predecessors following her lead behind this example. I agree with that. I agree with that. The question is, one, did she hand it down? Two, did she teach other people? That's the question. I think that I think the teacher should have been by example. It could have been, but most people don't can't lead, can't follow by example. Some people yeah. need to be hard taught. Yeah, mm. but it, it, at the time, you know, she was coming up in, I guess, to say the Renaissance Harlem. Mm-hmm. So this was a lot of people were thriving and doing different things. Right. So I'm pretty sure somebody got rich along with her, and she had people that she didn't do it. It wasn't a one person organization because no. she actually was, you know, really making a lot of money and having a lot of people involved. I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of shocked the fact that now it's not even in our in our race to really have well, a know, major Everybody got lace fronts and all this other nonsense, which I'm, I am personally not a fan of. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a fan of the lace front. I'm not a fan of, of Trooper Nancy. I'm actually not a fan of, of fake hair. Really? Trooper Nancy. I'm not a fan of fake hair. I'm not a fan of fake uh, eyelashes. Really? Yeah. Just not. Never have been. Hmm. Never have been. But that's just me. That's just my own um, personal preference. can't say I'm not a fan. I can't say that I would prefer it. But knowing what I know, I think that it's way... Um, it's not necessary for me. I always think of uh, like hygiene. Like sometimes when I see, like you know, you see ladies with the with the the, the weeds that look like helmets, right? And I'm like, that shit gotta be hot under there. Like it has to be hot, and it has to have like like a weird smell. Like it smells like like tacos and old band aids. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It just wow. it's it, like I'm I'm really really big on hygiene. I'm huge. On hygiene, like like for me, like that's like a deal breaker. Oh, I think it would be a deal breaker to most people. But my thing is with 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 the whole getting your hair done stuff. Mm -hmm. I just think that that's a little bit like who are you? Who are you doing this for? You could be doing it for yourself, but is your self esteem that important? Where you're gonna spend seven hundred to eight hundred dollars at a clip to just change it from one color to the next color? three, four times a month. Like it doesn't, it doesn't do that. Yeah. I'm saying just doesn't Mm -hmm. seem logical or feasible. 
I think to do if that. you can get someone to honestly, honestly answer that question, I think they would say it's not really doing it for them. It's doing it for other people. That goes back to that self-esteem thing. Are you so disappointed in your own hair, your own natural hair, your own natural look, that you put all this you lace front in or, or they sew it in and it messes up their edges and their edges is looking all crazy because their foreheads start mid-ear and they got that whole Klingon look? Yeah, my thing is this. If, if, if it's self-esteem, how much self-esteem can you get if you're adding so many artificial parts? You'd have to ask them. But they still want a real nigga, though. Yeah, that, 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 I think that, that does uh, create a conundrum. <laughs> so they get a real nigga. Right. Then it's like, I don't know if I want that neither. Wow. Wow. I was watching an um, um, interview with uh, one of my favorite people I, I, I really fuck with. It's Trick Trick from Detroit. Okay. He was on, he was on um, uh, Drink Traps, and he said something that really, really resonated. He said, a real dude, a real nigga, never got into it with another real nigga. Think about what he said. A real G never really got into it with a real G. Because game recognized game. That's, that's kind of debatable. I can say a lot of people bumped heads, but they were always able to come to some type of agreement. That's basically what he was saying. He never said they never bumped heads. But what he right. said was, you'll never see a real dude kill another real dude. Because there's that respect factor. They'll bump heads, but at some point, clearer heads will prevail where they can say, yo, this ain't good for business or whatever the case. This ain't, this is not good for what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And I can respect that. Like I said, I have high respect for him, um, Big U. Those are like the OGs that, are, that hoods are really, really missing. Yeah, I would say that as well. You know, where dudes that's, that, that's garnished so much respect, it's like their name will resonate. They'll be like, you know what? My bad, big homie. No disrespect. Shit's just calm. Yeah, um, that um, that TV show that they have, the Hip Hop Undercover, is, is pretty intense. It is very intense. Very intense. And like I said, we have our own um, big homies as well. You know, the hood just misses them. Yeah, yeah. I think I think at a time like this, where the rules seems like they're a little shaky as far as with the etiquette, like even what you were talking about when we were talking about the the young lady getting um, jumped in Harlem, or like young cats coming out and just like acting acting wild, reckless towards the elderly and stuff of that nature. Those type of cold conduct. Would not have happened back in the days. Nah, I can't say they would. Would not have happened. And if they did happen, it would have been swift repercussions. Yeah. I, I mean, swift. I, I, I personally don't remember any of the older guys that were in the neighborhood that weren't very respectful or gentlemen. They, they did what they did, but they were you know, with people's moms and stuff of that nature. It wasn't you know that how level, I was wasn't that level of disrespect. Wasn't that level of disrespect that was 
We there. can be outside, I'm gonna say an old school term. We can be outside cutting up. Right. Acting a fool, doing what we do, playing the dozens, ranking. As soon as we see somebody moms, everything stops. Right. Right. You want us to help you with your bags? Whatever the case may be, everything stopped. That respect was shown. Right. We don't have that no more. Yeah. Oh. It's, I think I think it's a different time. And I don't think that with the way society is set up now, that there's such a generational gap between the older and even sometimes even the middle type of person in that. But I think it's not just with males in the community. I no, think it's with, female. with, with females as well, as well. So but it goes like back to what you were saying about creating that divide, not even on some on some on some neighborhood shit, but on some political shit, how to divide between the male and the female. They make the female think they're just as gangster as the male is, and they don't need the male no more. Well, that's being perpetuated, even and I can speak on this. I think that's being perpetuated in the hip hop industry as well. Oh, definitely. You know, it's a lot of female bosses and it's a lot of they run shit. This type of ethos is going wrong. And it's not saying that they're supposed to be under the men, but it's definitely a different shift in roles of how they're viewing or how it's being focused to the mainstream of where the position is at with females and males. You know what I mean? Well, that's because it goes back to we don't control our own narrative. And that's basically where the problem comes in at. You know what I'm saying? We may be creating the product, but the way that it's being packaged and sold back, we don't control that. We give, we're given the perception that we control that. So with that being said, when a narrative is not ours and it is being broadcast to the mainstream, that's going to leak into the homes that we're supposed to be controlling with the message. I saw a, a, a clip where it was like uh, Cardi B don't allow her daughter to listen to her song. But it's okay for you to push it to other people's kids? I'm just asking. Yeah, that's something. You understand? That's something. So you won't let your own daughter listen to it, but it's okay if someone else's daughter does. I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask it so you can explain it to them. What do you feel this generation of hip hop is teaching you? All right. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I just saw a report about a kid that was involved in an armed robbery mm-hmm. of a department store. Right. Get on social media and brag about the clothes that he stole at that department store. Yeah, they get, ain't too, they're not too get, bright. And got locked up for it. They ain't too bright. So what does that teach you? So my thing is what I'm getting, the, the things that I'm getting is that we're being taught how to be... Dummies? Not better criminals, but better inmates. Oh, we're just, we're, we're, it's almost like we want to be inmates with the dumb shit I've seen these motherfuckers do. I it's see like, motherfuckers stream live shootings. Yeah, I've definitely seen that as well. I've seen them stream beatdowns 
that they committed. I've seen them stream robberies. Oh, yeah, that stupid? Oh, yeah, that brazen? Oh, yeah, that dumb. I'm going to go you with the dumb what's, part. You know, you know what's crazy to me is that um, we're also being taught how to be um, junkies. Pop this, drink that, syrup this, molly that. Yeah. Question G. Um, do you think it would be wrong if you told your daughters that they couldn't listen to hip hop? Would it be wrong? Because my daughters listen to hip hop. But I'm the type that I will try my best to explain to them what's going on. I'm not perfect. But I'm not just going to sit there and have them mindlessly listen to something and not give them some sound reasoning on why they're saying what they're saying. It was hard as hell to try and explain what ass pussy. That shit was hard as hell trying to explain. A lot of people get mad when I say it. I just chomp, chomped it up as hoes will be hoes. Wow. That's <laughs> crazy. You know, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that we can look at it like, well, you know what? Well, we listened to hip hop when we were growing up. And as I may be a hypocrite now, because next week, Tom and Jerry's coming out. And I watched that most of my life. We did. So, so if your kids say they want to watch Tom and Jerry, it's like, who are you to tell them? They can't watch Tom and Jerry when you watched it. So it's like, but you also have to know that it's a lot different in different contexts from you list, you watching it then and you watching it now. And I think hip hop is the same way. What we were getting then, the context that we were getting it then right. to what we're getting it now is totally different. We had balance, man. It wasn't just pop pills, uh, this whole this, this whole that, fucking ass, this. It, it wasn't just that constant. It got to the point now chicks are saying, saying the same shit that dudes are saying. Chicks are saying what dudes are doing to them. Dudes are saying what they want to do to chicks. There's no balance. I'm sure there's some underground artists that are out there that try and push that balance, but they don't, back then, they got played. Mm. Now you don't even hear from them. You got to go look for them. You didn't have that hard to look for NWA. Even, yeah, NWA, NWA. even NWA, um, with what they were saying, they was just broadcasting what they saw. Most of these dudes is talking that shit. They ain't been through that. They yeah. ain't been through that. When we first started the podcast, I was saying a year ago, that even though you know the pandemic has started, I didn't really think about playing hip hop music. I didn't think about playing or DJing. Right. I still feel the same way. Well, you and mostly you may have to change that because I was <laughs> I was speaking to our boy Los today. Okay. He has an event, uh, a reoccurring event coming up soon, and he said he's gonna holler at you because it's right <laughs> in your wheelhouse. <laughs> and I didn't want to be like yo, oh, Los. I think he's retiring like me. I didn't even want to say it because I didn't want to speak for you, you know? 
But he was like, yo, I'm hitting gold up. Just let him know. The first event is March 9th. Once I have the whole, uh, it's for grown folks like us. Right. It's for grown and sexy people. The music's grown and sexy. It's, it's like you have the greatest true school. I'm not even going to say old school no more. You have the greatest true school set to this day, hands down. Gotcha. When I say true school, I mean our era, because that was a true era of hip hop at its purest. So I say true school. So anybody that says that after that, you stole it. But that's your thing. That's what you do. You can play this new shit. But when it comes to that, that whole show the roll, two step, diddy bop, diddy bop. <laughs> Bounce shit. <laughs> Come on, man. All right. I'll put you up against anybody. And that's no disrespect to anybody out there, but I will put you up. If you can get me on the dance floor, <laughs> you a bad motherfucker. But you don't dance. You just boogie. I, I, I just boogie, dog. <laughs> My two-step boogie is real. You know? Yeah. But yo shit, listen. So Los might be hitting you up. So I know, I know where you're at mentally. But every once in a while, Gold gonna have to come out of retirement and let them know I still do what I do. Yeah, it's not it's not retirement. It's just that, you know, the feeling of it is not the same. Right. Um, but my thing is, I don't approach anything half-ass. So my thing is, if I'm not doing it 100% out of genuineness, right. I just would rather not do it. You I know respect, what I mean? I respect now, that. That's how we function. Right, right. Now, if Los pulled me out, I'm pretty sure, just out of respect that I have for him, that I would definitely go to the Mets. Right. But um, just the feeling that I have now, I'm not looking forward to playing any new music. I don't think this new music is worthy of you playing. Mm. How about that? That's crazy. How about that? I don't think this new music is worthy of you playing. I forgot who I was watching in the interview and he was talking about how the true school, our era, even up until the early 2000s, you can still distinguish artists from artists. Now everybody sounds the same. I'm not sure if everybody sounds the same. I just think there's or too Everyone many has the same sound. I think it's too many people have the same sound and they kind of overshadow the people that are different because there's so many, it's so the many clones. The people that are different don't get no shine. No, nah, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't Ooh. say that. Kendrick is different. Kendrick is different. But, he, but he's so different, he stands out. He's like a level above everybody. Right. But that's, my thing that's, is- That's a different level. What I'm, what I'm saying is that it's so many people that's doing a clonish type of sound that it will outnumber the fucking Neos. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. It's a lot of Mrs. It's a lot of Mr. Smiths. Well, you know, it, it was definitely a lot of Mr. Smiths. You know? Were you gonna dub it still from Star Wars and call it the Clone Wars? Yeah, basically. You know? Speaking of which, I'm listening. Disney's starting to ramp up. I'm very happy. <laughs> now, 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 I look, knew you now, would be. Now look, now look. I was a very big opponent of the way Disney handled 2020. 
There was no announcements. There was no fucking plan. There was just a bill every month with some bullshit on it. But from what I've heard, I'm listening. They are going to have a series of new content this year. Every single week will be a week of new content. Well, they owe you. They fucking do. Oh, I, I, <laughs> wow, that got out of hand quick. Um, I don't think they want the gold one coming for them. And fuck Baby Yoda still. Well, first of all, Mandalorian was spectacular. I would just like to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was so wrong about the Mandalorian. That shit, I don't know what it was and what it about that show. That shit, I right to the next episode. Right to the next episode. All right, so the girl that got kicked off, right? right. I do want to get her figures, like her action figures. I got a feeling that shit's going to be worth a buku amount of money. Yeah, I'm trying to find some of those now. I'm trying to find some of those now. It's definitely going to be worth some Down the line, it's going to be worth some money. I wasn't totally invested in her because I mm-hmm. didn't care about the series. Mm-hmm. But what she said piqued my interest because she was attacked for it, but she really didn't say anything wrong. She said that the atmosphere that we're creating is going to be like how they created atmospheres where other bad shit happened. If we keep doing this gotcha type of, you know, type of thing where, you know, when, when person is canceled or they say something and gotcha and it's that type of, you know, type of way that we approach everything. Right. It's going to get bad because people are just going to be targeted. It's and already it's bad be- and it's already targeted people. But I, like I got to tell people, you can't cancel someone who don't give a fuck. You're right. But in this saying, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the ironic part of what she's saying is it actually happened. Yes, it does. It happened to her. It <laughs> happened to her. So everything that she said that would happen, happened exactly to her. Right. So she proved the point. Even though she lost her job, she proved she the proved point. point. But no one's going to bring that up. Nobody's going to bring that up. She's just going to get replaced. Yeah, she's just going to get replaced. No one's going to bring it up. And she was spectacular. You know, it's ill because these are the same people that went to bat for Dixie Chicks. Yeah. Remember, remember Dixie Chicks, Scott? They got excoriated. They said something about Bush. Yep. And it seemed like her their whole career changed. In a matter of seconds. Here's a good question. Why none of the feminine groups came and backed her? That's interesting. I never thought of that. Why didn't they come help her out? I never never thought about that. One thing I learned, they will sacrifice one of their own in a heartbeat. Not one feminist group that I know of came out and spoke up for her on her behalf to help her out. Because like you said, what she said wasn't that wrong. Speaking wasn't of, wrong at all. Speaking of feminist groups, um, there's a trailer for a movie, Allen, Woody Allen. Pervert, Woody ex- Allen. pervert extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah, Woody, Woody Allen has a, a movie that they're doing a documentary about of his trial, of his... Um, abuse or alleged abuse or actual abuse that they say allegedly happened 
right? That we know allegedly happened. You married, your, all, you married fucking, your fucking daughter. Yeah. So, so um, <laughs> yeah, they don't cancel him. He where, flaunts. Where, he flaunts his perversion. Where are the groups with that? Where's Oprah when that happened? Listen. Where is the? I'm gonna give you another one. Where is the equality people? When it comes to Woody Allen's movies, I ain't seen a black person in Woody Allen movies ever. I feel he said, "I feel I don't have to put any of y'all in my movies. No black people where I live, where I live at." He made a movie in Manhattan. First of all, there's no black people in Manhattan. You're right. You're actually right. Remember, remember um, you know, Friends. They didn't have black people on there for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? At least Seinfeld, Seinfeld did. They had the lawyer, my man. Yeah. That was my man. <laughs> that was my man, yo. And then they, had, they, they had Mario Joyner. Mario Joyner was there. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my man. So, I, like I said, man, it, it's to the point now, I was talking to some of our like-minded folk, and the shit that's going on in Hollywood, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. They don't care. They're like, yeah, this is what we do. We're fucking perverts. But you're not going to do anything about it. You're still going to watch our movies. You're still going to watch our shows. You're still going to buy our products. We know y'all don't care. Or at least we got y'all to believe that it's not that big a deal. So y'all don't care. Well, you know what's a big deal? Legislation. Speak on it. So Biden has um, appointed a transgender female to a position and she is vouching for sex changes for kids. Yeah. Which I think is totally wrong. I think she's, I think he's batshit crazy. And I said he, I don't fucking care. A child only knows one thing, what they're told. So if you tell them that it's okay, then of course it's going to be okay. You could choose to be whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. But it's not going to change biology. Well, this right here is one of those things where you're going to change some biology functions. What they want to do is they want to stop the puberty of the person going in whatever way that they, I guess, quote unquote, don't want it to go. So if you're a male, they're going to stop the male puberty. So it'll be easier for you to make a female transition into puberty. Right. And this is at 13 and 14 years old. When and my they're thing most is, vulnerable. Yeah, my thing is this. At 13 and 14 years old, shit, there was changes that was going on in your body that you couldn't even really think about figuring out for yourself. I mean, exactly. I know there's, there's just young girls. You have young girls. They may get their, their period 11, 12 years old. Yep. That's, that's a traumatic situation and Dude, I'm not, I, just, I just went through it so my thing is this you're gonna have somebody legislate that yeah part of your life to change it to where a irreversible type of situation happens where they have no control over it after it and they have to go through with it all yeah. the way for the rest of their Dude, life yeah they feel it's okay that's how fucked up they are they feel it's okay and I don't give a fuck who gets mad. I don't give a fuck who gets upset. It's fucking wrong. 
when they're 18, 21, they can do what the fuck they want. I don't care. But if you start messing with people's psychological psyche by fucking with their hormones, giving them stuff because they may feel something's a little different. So you're just going to kind of push that on them? That's fucking wrong. I, I think that um, with what we're saying is, is that we're allowing people to have country over more than just our thoughts nowadays. Yes. We, we're, we're, we're giving them life to, for them to make legislation to where they can control our bodies, control our food source. And now they're talking about, oh, Gates wants to block out the sun. To block out the sun. So now you know what I like, like to block. You know what I like to do? Knock out his son. Wow. I'd like to knock him straight the fuck out. Quick question. Do you believe that Bill Gates' wife is actually a woman? If you go just by looks, she looked like a young Gary Busey. You know, I know what people would say, well, does it matter? Because, you know, he's with whoever he wants to be. But my and thing he has is that this. right. My thing is, he has that right. But why, that is right. It, why is it that he has that right? But when it comes to stuff that we have I'll control of, over. we don't, don't have, have right. that right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like a weird type of guy complex that a lot of people are going through right now. And we're putting people in power because they have money, well, because they have almost, position. No one elected him to nothing. He's and not an elected official. He's not no official anything. No, but you know what? I would have to disagree with that. Oh, he's officially bought his way in. That's the problem. I give you that. I think his no money, one elected him his, anything. His money is electing him in there because he has these people in their pocket. So the money and the finance that's coming to these organizations and these hospitals and these fucking institutions, he's buying their loyalty. He's buying their loyalty in the CDC. If you fund Dude, these people with millions and millions of dollars, you get your way because these people are controlled by greed and money. They are. But there's going to come a point where money ain't going to mean shit. There's going to come a point where all that money they got ain't going to be able to buy their way out of nothing. Because when mm. shit really starts to turn left and that dark winter that they talk about eventually really shows up, they're not going to be able to buy their way out of that. Mm. They may think they can. They may think, well, we're the ones on top. We can do what the fuck they want. You keep thinking that. Because when it's all said and done and that shit comes down and it starts to really make that turn to that dark window and the true ball shows up, see how much your money's worth then. The good thing about this traveling I'm doing, I get a lot of time alone with my thoughts. Do a lot of my meditation. I do a lot of my praying. And I constantly become closer and more in tune with the man upstairs or the woman upstairs or the man upstairs. And when he speaks to my conscience and he lets my conscience know all the shit that they're doing is supposed to happen. 
but it's not going to turn out like they think they're going to turn out. The hardest part is going through it, which is what we're going through now. But there's people like me and you who's just going to stand on what we believe. Sure do. So I haven't watched uh, Judas and the Black Messiah yet. You know, I haven't either. I, I have a, while I was in a kind of cranky mood for the last mm -hmm. couple of days, I was trying to find a way to watch it without throwing my whole day off. Right. I'm uh, watching it this weekend, but I've spoken to a couple of people who did watch it, and it's not what we're expecting. Because no, it's thinking, more I, on the it's dude more on, the, on the dude that sold them out. Yeah, but I'm but I but I, I was prepared prepared for that. Right. But my but thing is my thing is this though. Um I watched the Malcolm X documentary that's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Now, this is one of maybe five documentaries that I watched on Malcolm X mm -hmm. over the years. Um, this one is where they go into finding out one of the assailants that wasn't charged for the shooting and killing of Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. The information has come out that the FBI and the NYPD had a hand in the murder of Malcolm X, which we already knew, but a cop that actually... Supposedly he confessed on his deathbed. My personal opinion, all it is is a distraction. It coming out now, right? Now what? I think that in that case, it kind of gives you a different type of closure. Okay, so now what? See, this is where the conundrum came in for me watching Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about Judas and the Black Messiah, right. it's the same instance, just right. not NYPD, it's Chicago PD and the okay. FBI. But check this out, right? I'm going to give you a parallel in Judas and the Black Messiah. The guy who sold out Fred Hampton was paid $300. Right. Judas Iscariot, who sold out Jesus, was paid 30 silver shillings. Yep. Is that a coincidence? Now check this out. Did you know that the person that gave Malcolm X CPR mm -hmm. while he was dying right. was a police informant and worked for the government, right? Right. Later from there, went on to join the Black Panthers because nobody did the checks and balances to find out if this guy, just because he was around Malcolm X, kind of gave them that light to be able to move into another militant situation without having his background check. Well, look at, look at, look at Jesse Jackson took Fred Hampton's Rainbow Coalition and ran with it. But he was on the same balcony when Martin Luther King got killed. Now, do you know that Dick Gregory has a videotape mm -hmm. of one of the men that was on the balcony with Martin Luther King? And he actually admits that he was part of the setup. If you look at the pictures, mm -hmm. all of those guys that were on the balcony with King right. didn't have ties. Right. 
And the cue was, you shoot the guy with the tie and I'll make a movement or I'll move to the side. And then that's when it happens. Right. And this guy in a, in a, in a what do you call it, a Freudian slip? Mm-hmm. He actually said it and was caught on tape. Right. Saying that only when I made this motion right. is when they shot. It, it's so frustrating to me to think that I have the patience to watch this movie mm-hmm. and really not lose my fucking mind watching this shit. Because you know what we know now. That's why I constantly say when it comes to everybody ain't meant to make it. Because by doing that, trying to save everyone, we allow people to get close to us that's probably going to wind up selling us out. Fred Hampton sold out by our own people. And like I said, I haven't watched it yet, but I've watched many speeches on him preparing myself to watch this movie. Yeah. That, Dude was I, 21 years old, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about this and I'm, I'm watching this Martin Luther King thing. I mean, this Malcolm X thing, mm-hmm. kind of preparing myself because I know that that was a deep type of situation as well. And with the news coming out that the FBI confirming that they had something to do with his death, it really wasn't shocking to me. Well, wasn't at the anything. time, the FBI was ran by a cross-dressing closet yeah. homosexual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Who hated himself for what he was. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the fact that for those that out there that don't know who Fred Hampton is, go and look him up and listen to his speeches. And what he's saying is what me and my man Gold been saying. It ain't about race. It's about rich people and poor people. And that's what made him so dangerous. And that's why they felt he was so dangerous. And that's why they had to get rid of him. 21. And to to know that the government is against you. At 21. Enough to kill you in the middle of the night while you're sleeping next to your pregnant wife. While you're sleeping. While you're sleeping next to your pregnant wife. Because they knew he could have brought all people together. Not just our people. All people. And like we constantly said, it's going to be... Us as the oppressed people against them as the oppressor. That's our time, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in once again. I am the infamous Iron Glenn, and to my left was sitting who? Goldfinger. What up, G? You know what's up. See you next week. Yes, sir. Two G's in a pod. Two G's in a pod. pod. Pause, 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 pause.